Good morning. Hey. The Lord be with you, friends. Uh, friends, uh, we are living in a time when the lives of human beings are treated as something to be destroyed by those who want to secure and preserve something that never belonged to them in the first place. This is what I was reminded of this morning as I woke up to the news of uh, almost 30 people dead yesterday. We live in a world where fear uh, controls our orientation toward the world, where we let fear control the way that we relate to other human beings. And friends, this is death. But the good news we're proclaiming this morning is that Jesus is inviting us to trust and participate in the creative generosity of God the Father. Life, life, friends, is found in the shared blessing of God's covenantal community. We were created for community, to love. So now a story. <laughs> um, I do a lot of buying and selling online, uh, and therefore I rely pretty heavily on the United States Postal Service. This is already a humorous story if you've, <laughs> if you've relied heavily on the United States Postal Service before. So uh, <laughs> I, I recently decided it was a good idea for me to uh, wear a watch because um, it's good to be able to look and know what time it is and, where, and know when I need to be where without having to pull my phone out all the time. Um, and so I started looking online uh, for a proper watch that would fit me. And I'm not a real fancy guy, so when I found the Timex Weekender on Amazon.com, I thought, that's the watch for me. <laughs> but of course, I'm not going to pay full price for this watch. No, because that's not... I've been married to this woman over here long enough to know that uh, you never pay full price for anything if you can help it. So, so I, get on my, I, get on, I get on eBay, and I start looking up Timex Weekenders, and I find one that's with shipping about 20 bucks. And I'm like, that's my guy right there. Save 10 bucks on this bad boy. So uh, I put in a bid, and I'm guessing somebody's going to outbid on me. These things are probably like selling like hotcakes. Everybody wants a Timex Weekender. But lo and behold, friends, a few days later, my bid won the auction. And so I'm waiting for my Timex Weekender to show up. So soon after, I get, a, I get an email uh, with my tracking information, and I'm just anticipating this thing showing up on my front porch. Well, the tracking shows that yesterday, this sucker is supposed to wind up on my front porch. And this morning, when I'm up here preaching, I got a brand new Timex Weekender to show off, keep track of my time with. So what happens is, um, all throughout the day, I'm working on my sermon, and I'm trying to spend some time with the kids when I can, and I'm out in the backyard helping Miranda dig holes in the yard. Uh, it's just something we do at the Rocky household. <laughs> but all day long, as I'm doing all these other things, 
my mind is elsewhere. Because my mind is on, when is this Timex weekend are going to show up? When's that package going to arrive on my front porch? And so I'm constantly like, checking out the window to see if the postman's coming, uh, going from the backyard to the front yard, looking to see if I can see the, the mail truck anywhere. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty antsy about the whole thing. And uh, eventually, postman does show up. So I check the mailbox right outside our door, and there's a, a coupon for Crate and Barrel in there. That goes in the trash. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. So, you know, a lot of times the postman likes to make his rounds, and then he'll swing back later with the truck to drop off the packages, you know, the real fancy stuff like the Timex Weekenders that people are waiting on. So I think maybe it's, gonna, it, it's still on its way. I check my phone. My tracking says it's still out for delivery. Okay, okay, I think we're still good. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm still, like, anxious about it, and I keep going back and forth between, between working on my sermon and helping outside and checking the front porch for my package. Well, eventually, there's a package on the front porch. Looks about the right size. I pick the thing up, and oh, it doesn't feel right, though. It's a book. It's a book that I've ordered for one of my classes that's coming up. So it's exciting, but, you know, it's not, it's not what I was hoping for. And then I start to get really, really nervous because the mailman's already been by twice. He's not coming by again to drop off another package. But I, I just keep hoping that oh, maybe somebody else is bringing it by. But I wonder, what if it got lost in the mail? And then I just start really getting this sinking feeling in my stomach. Like, I don't think this is, I don't think I'm going to get my Timex Weekender. Well, next thing I know, my phone pops up with a notification. Delivered in at mailbox. I go out to the front porch again, check mailbox, check the porch, turn tables and chairs upside down, Nothing. <laughs> So then, I'm looking for the mailman. Like, where is this guy? Did he take my, did he take my Timex Weekender? Did he give it a little shake? And he was like, I know what that is. I can hear the ticking in there. That sucker's going home with me. I start thinking the worst of my mailman. I start pacing up and down my street, looking at every porch. Like, is, is it there? Is it there? Oh, if, it, if it's in their mail, they're never going to give it to me. They might return it. I start, so I start... My mind starts having all of these thoughts about the people in my neighborhood and who might do the right thing and who definitely won't do the right thing. <laughs> right? It's pretty, pretty twisted. But guys, we're talking about a Timex Weekender here. So, so now, so now uh, it's late in the afternoon, and I've allowed my anxiety about my $20 and my Timex Weekender to ruin the rest of my afternoon. So now, I'm snapping at my kids. I'm sort of checked out. I'm sulking. Um, my neighbors, I'm just sort of staying distant to my neighbors. All over a $20 Timex Weekender. Can you relate, my friends? <laughs> um, it seemed like a silly story that seemed to really narrate some of the bad news that I was coming up with in our gospel text today. I was letting my lack of control over me getting what I want to dictate my orientation toward the people in my life. 
But friends, Jesus is inviting us to trust and participate in the fullness of God's creative generosity. The good life is found in the shared blessing of God's covenantal community. In today's gospel reading, uh, Jesus is telling a story of a man who is not oriented toward people, but who's oriented toward his possessions. So leading up to this story uh, that we heard just a moment ago of, of the rich fool, Jesus has been uh, making a journey toward, toward Jerusalem, and he knows the fate that awaits him there. And he's traveling with his disciples, and he's teaching his disciples what it looks like to be his follower, what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God. And as he's doing this, there, there are crowds that are gathering, that are listening in, that are curious about what's going on. And Jesus takes the time to speak to the crowds as he's speaking to his disciples. Right before today's reading, Jesus uh, is telling his disciples not to worry when they're brought before uh, the authorities, the ruling authorities, and questioned. Not to worry about what to say because the Spirit will teach them. He's teaching them that God provides, and you can trust that. And right after today's reading, if we, if we continue to read, Jesus instructs his disciples to not worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, and what you're going to drink. God will provide. Trust in God's provision. He is the one who is generous to provide. But sandwiched right between these two uh, teachings of Jesus to his disciples on not worrying we get this episode of this man from the crowd who speaks up and says, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. He calls Jesus teacher and then asks, tells Jesus to do something for him. And Jesus responds to him with, man, who made me the judge or the arbitrator over you? Man, who made me the judge over you? I found it curious that this guy seems to call Jesus teacher not because He's listening to the things that Jesus is saying, and he wants to learn from Jesus, and he wants to submit himself to Jesus' teaching and to be his follower, to be his disciple. But because he sees Jesus and his role as a teacher, as a leader maybe in the community, as one who can help him get what it is he thinks he needs. And he goes around his brother to do this. People to this man are either an accessory to be used or an obstacle in the way of getting what he, what he wants, what he's after. And Jesus then responds to the man not by telling him that what he wants is wrong. He doesn't say, shame on you for wanting your share of the inheritance, but he uses it as an opportunity to say, Hey, everybody, 
be on guard because greed is right around the corner. Pay attention to your desires. When greed and the fear of having enough dictate the way that we live in the world and our orientation toward people, people become obstacles and they can become accessories. Just like this man's brother became an obstacle to him in getting what he wanted. Just like Jesus becomes an accessory for this man to use in order to get what it is he wants. But Jesus is inviting us, friends, to trust and participate in God's generous goodness. The good life is found in shared blessing of community, friends, not in the accumulation of stuff. Now, the temptation uh, for me in approaching a, a, a passage like this can be that Jesus' response uh, to, to this man's desires or wants is an indictment against those desires and those wants. It is an indictment against stuff or having stuff or saving up stuff. Um, even in the story, uh, the, this, we hear the story of this man who has so much stuff that the barns that were perfectly adequate of storing all of his stuff before, now we're going to tear those down and we're going to build new ones so we can store more stuff. And he never considers how that stuff can be distributed among other people. He never asks for help discerning what to do with all this stuff. He just has a conversation with himself. But I don't think that stuff and the having and saving of stuff is what is really in question here, but rather what our desire, our security, our independence, whatever it is, our desires do to our relationships with other people, and ultimately with God. When Jesus, uh, at the end of this story that Jesus tells, he says, this is what it's like for those who store up treasures but are not rich toward God. And I wonder if being rich toward God isn't sharing in the blessing of God's covenantal community. Recognizing that all we have comes from God and holding it out with open hands rather than with clutched fists. God intends for us to live in abundance, security, community, and to be free from fear, the threat of non-survival, from personal and social chaos. And Jesus is inviting us to trust God in his generous provision. In the psalm that we read uh, just earlier that Sharon led us in, Psalm 107, we read together um, this proclamation that God satisfies the thirsty and feeds the hungry. Can we imagine that God does that through the generosity of those within God's community. When we pray together, which we'll do in just a little bit, and we pray the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. We don't pray asking for our desires 
to be taken away or annihilated, but instead we hold them out and we ask for our desires to be satisfied in God's ways, to be formed around God's purposes rather than our own. And we pray us, give us this day our daily bread as a community together with the church all across the world, not just for our own needs, but for the needs of the world, for those who did not have bread yesterday, who, did not, who don't have it today, and who most likely will not have it tomorrow. What happens when we bring the needs of the world together in worship to the Eucharist table, which we're going to do very soon? We bring them here as we kneel and we hold out our hands and we receive the bread and the wine and are fed by Christ, how might we imagine how we as God's covenantal community can be the answer to that prayer, give us this day our daily bread? Not just for us, but for the world. How does this fear or anxiety over having enough show up um, for us today? Maybe, maybe for some of us, for some of us, it's um, I'll be okay when I have this particular kind of a relationship with this particular person, or maybe it's. Um, I'll be okay when I've had enough money banked to be financially secure. Or maybe it's, I'll be okay when uh, I finally get that job promotion that's long overdue. Or when I have one more degree to add to my belt. <laughs> or uh, when, when my home finally looks like something worthy to be in an uh, interior design uh, blog. <laughs> Sometimes that's a thing that gets me. Or, to, or, or if you're like me, friends, and for me it, right now, it's, uh, I just need to let go of my $20 Timex Weekender <laughs> and stop letting the things in my life dictate my orientation toward people or my, my own desires for security, what's going to make me feel okay to submit those to God. None of these things are bad, but the temptation for me is, is, is to submit those desires to fear rather than to, to hold them out to God and to hold them out within God's community and be curious about why it is that I'm so anxious about this thing and to ask, what is at stake if I don't get this or if I don't have that or if things aren't supposed to be the way that I see them? Do I believe that God cares more about it than I do? Because the good news this morning, friends, is that Jesus is inviting us to trust and participate in God's creative generosity and that life is found in the shared blessing of God's covenantal community. So, friends, let's uh, go together in prayer now 
as we meditate on these things. Should I lead us in uh, prayers? Becky? have a practice of responding to good news in communal prayer. So I will start out leading us, and then you can respond as you feel led. Generous Father, you have provided us with the gift of your covenantal community through your Son, Jesus Christ. Help me to live out your generosity by trusting for your provision in my desire to withdraw and think I'm better than people who view the world differently than I do. Lord, in your mercy, hear a prayer.